Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AT&T connects and O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. It is an interesting time these days around AI. Over the weekend, the board of directors for the nonprofit OpenAI, which developed and operates ChatGPT, which is super duper popular. I use it a lot. Uh, they abruptly fired the, the co-founder and now previous CEO, Sam Aldman. So they did this in like, thir like 30 minutes before the markets closed on Friday, which... That kind of thing only happens in the rarest and most inflammatory circumstances because it's it's such a market shifting move to do that right before the markets close, especially on a Friday. Uh, so this is big news in AI as ChatGPT has the fastest growing user base for a consumer app in history. They did 100 million users in two months. Now, to give you some perspective, it took Facebook 
like four years to hit 100 million users. Twitter, it took Twitter five years to get 100 million users. I think it took IG, Instagram, uh, like two years. OpenAI's ChatGPT did it in two months. And almost as fast as they blew up their incredible valuation, they blew up their incredible valuation. And so it went from, look, they went from looking at like a $90 billion valuation to uncertainty in the matter of hours and days since the board gave Sam the boot. In April this year, the company was valued at $29 billion. And just a week ago, they were looking at a $90 billion valuation, raising money at a $90 billion valuation from April's $29 billion valuation. They were on track to do a billion dollars in revenue, which shows you how fast ChatGPT was growing and what the future looked like for them. Now, if you recall, ChatGPT, um, it was just legit like launched 10 months ago, 11 months ago. So this is incredible growth such that AI is just about all anybody is talking about these days, whether they're building it, they're trying to fund it. They are starting an AI focused startup or they're afraid of it altogether. AI is on many of our minds at the time of this recording. A lot has happened. Sam was out at open AI as CEO. This was just Friday. Then the employees and investors revolted. Because they, the way people believed in Sam obviously was a surprise to the board. So there were attempts to bring him back over the weekend. Then that didn't work out. And then today, Microsoft says they're bringing him over there to run some AI projects. And undoubtedly, many necessary, highly talented open AI employees who were on his team will follow him to Microsoft. So who knows? What will happen an hour after I publish this episode, because this is all happening so fast. Everything I just mentioned happened in like the span of 48 to 72 hours. This thing, usually things like this play out over weeks. Now, the reason I kick off this episode with this news is because it's that significant because we all if I mean, if, if you've embraced at some level AI and you have tried chat gpt at least once there's no way you're not hooked it's so good at figuring out how to say things in the way you want to say it by just you giving it some simple commands and so i wanted to start this episode off just to point to to make a point that things are moving so quickly in our society this is a rallying call a rallying cry to you my black tech green money family to be about it Nobody asked permission. Certainly the board at OpenAI didn't do a poll of their employees and investors to see if kicking out the founder and CEO will be acceptable. They just bust a move. So we're living in the days where people who beg forgiveness versus ask permission are going to be in a position to succeed. If you're waiting for your work situation to get right or your kids to graduate or the weather to warm up and the sun to be out again before you start making your moves, you'll be at a disadvantage. Things that used to take months are happening now in hours. So I want to bring you a conversation from Afrotech executive in Seattle between Jessica Matthews, Jessica O. Matthews, who's CEO and founder of Uncharted 
and Johnny Bradley, who is um, the responsible AI official for the Department of Energy and senior program manager for the Artificial Intelligence and Technology Office. Because this conversation they are having is about demystifying AI for our community. So I hope you get something from this. Follow along. Find your way to not necessarily, you don't have to go build an AI startup, but find your way to use it, leverage it to do what you want to do and do what you're doing even better, more efficiently, faster, cheaper, and with a greater punch. Okay. Hello, everyone. How are you? Yes. 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 Okay. So let's get into it, right? Yeah. All right. So, you know, I love soccer. And you made sockets, so I just have to start this conversation off by asking one question. Why did you go from hardware to data solutions? Ooh. So we're going to go real deep into, like, the technical stuff. But for, hi, everybody. <laughs> hello. 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 Um, thank you, Will. Will's dope. <laughs> just consistent-ass dude, man. How much cursing is allowed? Right. That's always what I like to check. I tend to check after my first one falls out. Um, so, so uh, listen, y'all, I flew here from Harlem, and I was out here like, where does Morgan have me flying to now? That's what I thought was on that plane. I was like, oh, damn, Seattle, Seattle. Okay. And I was walking down the street, and I was like, where are all the black people? Right. And right. then, but they ain't here. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Gather them up. Uh, no, no. So say, you know, uh, it's a good question. So uh, what, what Joni's talk about here is that um, I started my career uh, making energy generating play products. And so when I was 19 years old, I invented an energy generating soccer ball that could harness the energy from play, the kinetic energy, and store that power inside of the ball. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. You could play with it. You could roll, you know, as it rolled, it was generating energy. Um, and about an hour of play would give you three hours of light. Fast forward now, I'm 35. Um, I don't have a problem saying it because, like, you know, me, me black, right? So I look good. I, mean, I, look, I look good. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and, uh, and I run a data infrastructure company that uses AI to help disadvantaged communities develop sustainable infrastructure with more equity and efficiency than ever before, right? Um, so how did I get from there to here? Well, one thing is that my true north was always incredibly clear to me. Uh, I'm a dual citizen of Nigeria and the United States. Uh -huh. <laughs> always, even in Seattle. Where I'm being so messed up, y'all. Just yeah. The, the only thing I know about Seattle is Nirvana, like so. So I like, and I love Nirvana. So I was like, should I wear my flannel? <laughs> my mom was like, Ose, Ose, flannel. Okay. <laughs> uh, so so for me, you know, 100. It was going back and forth between Nigeria and the United States, uh, whether it was for weddings or, or funerals, and just recognizing that there were some things that were so dope, like everybody had a mobile phone. Um, it became ubiquitous very quickly. Oftentimes, my cousins had a better cell phone than I did. Wow. But also wondering, like, why is it that it doesn't matter if we're in the village or if we're in like the bustling city of Lagos that we're losing power mm. 
every single day. And it, it, I knew it wasn't because like there weren't the technologies that needed to exist to make that happen. Um, I knew it was an infrastructural issue immediately. In fact, oftentimes in places like uh, Nigeria, people are paying more per kilowatt hour than we pay here in the United States. I don't know if that's true anymore because like, the bill's getting high. <laughs> Energy bill's getting high. But at least before, it was very much uh, like that. And um, you know, I believe that the, the first step in innovation is the articulation of the problem. And at the age of 17, 18, I articulated the problem to be that people like my cousins, who were trained engineers, did not believe that there could be a world where things could be different. They did not believe that this problem could be solved by some innovation or some public-private partnership. They simply thought that the best way to solve the problem was to pretend like it's not happening and to get used to it. Um, and so I wanted to create something that would make them change that view, that would make them see the world not just as it is, but as it could be. And soccer is the most popular sport around the world. Yes, my favorite sport. The most popular sport. <laughs> yes. Um, and I'm assuming you're probably really good. My cousins were not oh, that no, good. Oh, I was bad. See, there you go. I That's was what I love. the only female on my team. <laughs> we went to the championship. That's right. I was good. Yeah, I was real good. So, yeah. so you were so good that you were bad. I was bad. See, well, now my cousins were just, my cousins were so <laughs> average that they were like, why are we playing this game? This oh, is no, awkward. No, no. No, um, no, no. No. So, but in that, in that way though, seeing their passion and seeing the way that they would play on the field, I'm like, yo, the way that you approach this game, knowing damn well that you are at best average, mm -hmm. is the way you need to approach life. It's the mm -hmm. way you need to approach all of the problems in our community and infrastructurally. And so my thought was like, let me create something that would inspire them to do it. And what ended up happening was that, long story short, it inspired me to do it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Took, it took a while to figure out exactly what technologies would get there. First it was pl the play products and then different inventions. And then uh, a couple of years ago, right, right before the pandemic, I started to realize that the common thread in every community wasn't needing like, uh, you know, an energy generating speed bump or some cool thing here or there that was fun but couldn't scale. The, the common problem was data. It didn't matter if it was in Nigeria or in the U.S. The data problems were kind of compiling on each other. Right. And that when governments were operating in the right way, they were spending at least half of their time tracking down, collecting, correcting, and sharing siloed information to make infrastructure decisions. They often did not have the right information to know where to prioritize who should be getting the solar or where should we be replacing the lead pipes. Mm -hmm. And in the other half of the time, they were just quote unquote shooting from the hip. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, if we could solve the data problem and improve the way that they're organizing their data to make decisions to build sustainable infrastructure, we can help them build it faster. We can help them build it for less. And then as a result, we can either help them make it more equitable or at least make it very obvious when they're being fucked up. Like, make it right, more right. obvious. Like, listen, that's what the data said. If you just want to do that, you can do that, but don't act right. like the data didn't say that. <laughs> right. And so that's how we came up with our current product. And we thank you. <laughs> right. <laughs> we thank you for that transition there. We honestly do. So we want to talk about demystifying AI. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth... 
Let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. So when we look at AI, I always think about that time, and I don't, I don't mind dating myself either. Fifty-three. Listen, so girl. I don't mind. Listen, um, I don't mind that either. Um, we should just talk so about that. Back in nineteen seventy, right? <laughs> right. This homegrown. So um, back when um, I was born, actually, um, legislation was passed on cigarettes. But as I grew up, you know, cigarettes was just like, ooh, it was a cool thing to do. You had the slim lady smoking a cigarette, right? And it was just like awing to me, right? And for 20 years, I smoked based off of that. But what I will say is this. They demystified those cigarettes. It was not cool. Did you all the millennials go, oh, my. Right, and that's great. That's, that's, That's my exact point, is that during my time, it was cool, right? And it was the thing to do. And as time went by and the Surgeon General said, no, put these warnings on each pack of these cigarettes and let people know exactly what it does to you. And it would curb and it just like demystified the coolness and the sexiness of cigarettes. So my question is, how do we demystify AI? Girl, listen. Oh yeah. Listen. Because we had a whole behind the scenes conversation, y'all, that we're trying to like, you know, keep civil for the cameras and all that. Um, so I think that's part of why you guys are here, right? Everyone's talking about AI. Everyone's acting like it's the new hot thing. And it, they're acting like it's this black box and it's this scary monster that cannot be controlled and things are just happening. But it's, it's really not. You know, like you should not be afraid of AI. You should be afraid of the people who are building it. That's it. So, like, what it comes down to, let, let's break this down, right? AI, artificial intelligence, right? And we discussed this. It's, it's kind of like a child. It's a child. It's like a robot baby, right? ChatGPT is, at best, a sassy seven-year-old. And we all know, right? We all know that seven-year-old that was born in, like, you know, I don't know, whatever seven years ago was. Like, you know, like, but, like, basically recently grew up with all the social media platforms and be out here talking to you like they grown. And you'd be like, well, damn, girl, you grown. No, they just online. No, do not, like, do not have this seven-year-old do your taxes. It <laughs> might go well sometimes until it does not, right? But what, what it ultimately then comes down to, you have to ask yourself is, okay, so if this is just this, this code that has a great capacity to learn, right? And the way it's taught to learn, it's algorithms. Algorithms are just processes. Like, people like to use fancy words to scare us and say, oh, that's a distant thing. But if you have a process for anything, that's an algorithm. That's an algorithm. You can call it that. Especially half y'all women, y'all women look great in here. I know what you had to do. Whatever you had to do to get here on time, that's a very efficient algorithm. (laughs) <laughs> That's a very efficient algorithm. And all it actually comes down to is then how are you teaching that to an artificial intelligence? How are you teaching that to this robot baby? Let's just put it in that way so that it can start to do that for you. So 
To that end, when we talk about demystifying it, and we've talked about this a lot, you have to wonder who's doing the teaching. You have to wonder who's doing the teaching and how are they framing the way that this child should observe and respond to the world. So if someone is not aware of their biases, if someone is not aware of the fact, like, can you imagine, who's the guy who's, who does open AI? I'm not trying to start no shit, though, if this is going out to the world. But let's, just, let's not use him specifically because, you know, but right. let's, can you imagine, can you imagine Elon Musk Oh, I know, because he likes to put it. Can you, can, you, can you imagine Elon Musk being at, trying to teach AI how to help me do my hair? I could imagine. He thinks he can do it. I could imagine. He thinks, mm -hmm. oh, of course, no problem. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a fun example, right? Right. right. Where, so when we talk about demystifying AI, it's, it's really saying take the blame away from the AI and start focusing on the people who are training these models, right. right? And start focusing on whether or not, whether they are doing so intentionally or unintentionally, if they're actually considering the vast globe of people and all of their problems. Because all AI is really is, is a tool. Yep. It's a tool to help us do more, to help people do more. You need people to train this AI and trust Despite all the things that you're hearing about AI taking jobs, thousands of jobs will be created mm -hmm. because of what this AI yep. is doing. Mm -hmm. The people who used to drive the carriages, when they saw the cars, they were like, I don't know. It's getting pretty scary out here. That car don't even got no horses. They're like, this is just wild. This is crazy. I don't trust this. Okay, sure. They, they found new jobs. So there, I feel like when people start to say things like, oh, well, be afraid of it. Oh, um, it's going to take your job. What they're really trying to do is make you afraid of going behind the veil and wonder, why can't I be part of the team that's building this AI? Why can't I be part of the crew that's raising this baby? You know, it's, they say it takes a village, not just some dude who doesn't blink in the corner. Right, right. So why are we allowing right. it? I love the sassy seven-year-old. So now let's talk about that sassy seven-year-old. Um, all of you know the landscape today, right? You have states that are removing diversity and inclusion. You have states that are removing African studies. You can't say the word gay. And you know, I could go on and on, right? Because I watch the news all day, every day. So, and I don't watch Fox, sorry. But I will say this is that what do those practitioners look like in the future. Now, this sassy seven-year-old has never had anyone tangling with it that did not have diversity and inclusion, because you have that today, right? You have African-American studies today, right? You have gender equality. You have these things today. But as the days go on, these things are being removed slowly. So now you have people that are graduating college that want to be an AI practitioner, but they did not learn what discrimination was, because they didn't believe in racism, right? I had someone tell me yesterday when I was eating, she was like, my best friend said that there was no racism. Do I want that person tangling with my sassy seven-year-old AI? And how does that look? I think you know, you know, you know the answer, I right? Do. I do, um, I want, before I respond, I wanna do a quick show of hands. How many of you are here because you're considering how to be more involved in the AI industry. Okay. Okay. 
How many of you are here because everyone's been talking about AI and you're like, what, what is this? And you're just trying to understand what it actually is. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, be proud. Put your hand up high. Okay. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> How many of you in some way already work with AI or related to AI? Okay. Okay. And so your concern then is really that you feel like there's a lot of things happening around you that you don't understand or don't like or can't control. Okay. So this is what what you're getting at. Mm -hmm. um, indeed, we, we have to be concerned in general, and this goes beyond AI, right. that we're going to start to have generations of people who are very much driving our economy, driving industries, developing technologies that will have, from our perspective and our opinion, are a skewed um, view of the world and how things work. And they're not only going to teach their NI, their natural children, that, they're going to teach the AI this. Um, but because of the rapid impact and the rapid scale, it's, it's not as bad as like, oh, those three kids grew up in that racist, sexist house, so now they're racist and sexist. It's that AI was developed by this person who has racist and sexist biases, and because of how impactful AI can be, we now have an army of racist, sexist, or at the very least, incredibly aloof, right? Like, <laughs> things happening. Right. Um, so my perspective is ultimately radical self-reliance. I can't help what's going on specifically macro in Florida and in Texas, but I do know people who live there who are saying, regardless of what they're teaching my kids in school, here's what I'm gonna teach you at home. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I've been kind of recently saying, please, 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 the last thing you should be is afraid of AI. This is now more than ever the time where you need to be incredibly excited about this tool, but you need to see this as a battle and you need to do everything you can to get your hands on this weapon as well. Yeah. I'm gonna keep it super, super real about this. I, so I, I, as I said earlier, I'm a 35-year-old woman. I'm married, I love my husband. I'm getting ready, I'm preparing myself to freeze my eggs. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a, I'm gonna be, keep it real, part of me is doing that because I learned that the maternal mortality rate has gotten worse. Mm -hmm. It's 2023, it is 2023 in a developed country and you're telling me that over the last couple of years, and it's not just because of COVID, if I get pregnant, I have 12 patents and patents pending. I'm building all these different things, and the thing that scares me the most is having a baby and dying. Mm. But people are developing AI to do the wildest, most random shit possible, but women are dying when, when they get pregnant because not enough women, and definitely not enough black women, are sitting there saying, how can I use AI as a tool to keep more of us alive? Right. And the only way that's gonna change is if more of us say, we're not afraid of AI. Regard, you know what, y'all are gonna do what you wanna do with it, but here's what I'm gonna do with it. Here's how I'm going to teach this child at home regardless of what you're doing. And so that to me is the only answer. It's, it is not too late for us all to recognize that this will not be done for us. 
this will not be something where we can hope that the right few people at the top are going to be thinking about all the things that we need. We know this, or we would not have systemic issues right now. We know this. So, but what I now view though is that I believe that technology is one of the best equalizers, one of the best democratizing tools. And that to me is exciting. That to me is an opportunity. So let's stop talking about being afraid. Let's stop talking about it as a black box. There are several low code and no code tools that you can use to create something in AI if you want to. How do we get people to see this as a playground versus, I don't know, a mortuary? Right. 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 I'm also literally not kidding. My, I'm sorry, my dad literally two days ago was like, all oh, my grandkids are in the freezer. I don't know when they're getting oh. out. <laughs> and I was like, actually dad, um, Tiana, my older sister, Tiana's, Tiana's uh, kids are in the freezer. Mine are about to be in the freezer. Just want to <laughs> confirm. Um, he's like, oh, when are they coming out of the freezer? I'm like, this is what happens when you talk to your mom. Your mom talks to your dad. Your dad talks to you. He don't know what's going on. So, but uh, it's it's real, and it's a it's it's a real thing. We have we have a very small group of people right now who are focusing AI on their problems, and I do not blame them. Entrepreneurship is problem solving without regard for resource. Like science is the study of life. Like these things should not be scary big words. Right. Uh, but when we silo ourselves, and I say we, it's just like if you are anyone, if you're, if you're not affluent, if you are not a man, if you're not, there's so many things that actually, most of us are not that kind of, that paradigm of the person who's doing this, most of us. But when you kind of like, push something away, um, you are disenfranchising yourself in so many ways. It goes, beyond, it, it goes beyond anything we can imagine. The thing that I'm most scared of is the number of people who, ha who keep saying, I'm afraid of what could literally be the best thing they've ever put their hands on in their entire lives. All right, with that. We are, we are privileged to have 10 more minutes with them to have some Q&A. So I'm sure there's some questions in the audience. Ooh, we got one already. I'm going to come to you. Y'all give another round of applause for that, man. That was fantastic. Please say your name. Hi. <laughs> my name is Sydney. Thank you. Um, oh, I got it. No? OK, all right, all right. Um, <laughs> anywho. Um, I saw, you know, I, I heard us talking about like fear. I personally don't have fear of AI. Maybe I should, I don't know. But that's not, not what you're saying, so I shouldn't be afraid. But however, how do we harness that? You were sharing some ideas of there's some low or no code ways of um, leveraging AI. Can you tell us more about like how to like leverage it? And yes, change? no, of course. That's a really good question. I actually think I'm going to go ahead and maybe I can talk to the, uh, the Afrotech people. I'm, I'm going to just list like on my like LinkedIn just like seven seven platforms. Some require you to know a little bit. Some of you, some of them don't. Now, there is the underlying issue of kind of who's creating even that no-code platform. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, nothing's ever gonna be perfect. And we just want people to get closer to something. And if your engagement, 
even with these no-code platforms, can better educate the sassy seven-year-olds that are running it. So now all of a sudden, they're not just kind of operating with whatever the hell they're being told by the very specific groups of people who are doing this. It's a, it's a good thing. And so there are several. I don't want this necessarily to be an advertisement for any one or the other, but um, I'm pro on Monday, I'm gonna post, if you go to my LinkedIn, um, I'm just Jessica O. Matthews, you, you'll see it. I will post five to six that I've heard some good things about. Because again, I wanna be very clear, I study psychology and economics. I like to tell people I have a, a PhD in Google, uh, which pisses off people with real PhDs, I find. Um, but the main point is that, you know, I also have a granted patent for wireless mesh energy networks, which is an algorithm that essentially considers the communication protocols for decentralized micro energy systems. And I did that with a degree in psychology and economics and a PhD in Google. So what I actually am really trying to say is that um, you don't have to go to school for this to do this. You, you do have to have quite a ferocity for self-learning. And I, again, I, I, I'm afraid to say it, a bit of self-reliance in this. Um, but with the right tools and with that kind of interest in researching as much as you can, you'd be surprised what you can, what you can do. Especially if you're comfortable with the prototype being very much only a couple percentage points of what you actually want. Uh, you talked about the socket earlier. Yeah. My first prototype for the socket was a shake to charge flashlight and a hamster ball. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, Let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. So uh, I, will, I will post that on, what's today, Thursday? Got to get back to New York. I'll post it on Monday. I promise. I will. Perfect. Question over here, and I'll come over there. Yeah, my name is Evan Ponsletz. I'm with the Africatown Community Land Trust, and I just want to let you know that black people are here in Seattle and mostly concentrated in the central district of Seattle, so let's all learn a little geography about this. And okay. so from the central district of Seattle, Ray Charles dropped his first studio album, so it's not just Kurt Cobain. Also, Jimi Hendrix is from there. Shout out to my uncle, who's hey. a high school drummer at Garfield High School, if anybody from Garfield. And so what I wanted to say was just that, you know, in addition to radical self-reliance, we also should be organizing around data and around artificial intelligence. So one thing we're doing with Africatown is building programs so that youth can be exposed to these sorts of things. But I was wondering, my question really is, where can we get exposure to the data sets that could help us solve with AI things like infant mortality or uh, pregnant mother mortality, mortality in the birthing scenarios? So that because we work with universities that are studying, you know, data and like things like coming up with uh, language models for African American vernacular English and things like this. And so right now we're about to start a consortium where we're learning well, what goals should we have, what problems should we solve, and what strategy should we, we implement. And so I'm just trying to see where is our yeah. best footing for that in terms of organization. Joni, I think I have, I can tell you where my company, uh, like when we really started looking at uh, disadvantaged communities that are black and Latino majority communities and how do we get the data to ensure that we're thinking through the equitability of what's happening in this once in a generation moment with our infrastructure and how we started creating uh, actual, um, actual AI that could support that. Uh, but I'd love to know what, what, you, what you think first. I can share our perspective, but as someone who works with the government, you might know a few more. Eek! Oh. <laughs> So, you know, the government, you know, that's a beast by itself, right? Um, we do have ways of putting out actually where our data is stored. So I will say that, okay? So what my office does, I'm the Artificial Intelligence and Technology Office, right? And what we do is every year we do an AI use case inventory. And actually, we're sitting here, but that's what's going on back at home, is all the labs are putting together an AI use case inventory, which they'll turn into us um, in mid-April. Once that's turned into us, we will put that inventory up on what's releasable to the public. So let me say that because we're 17 national laboratories, so that way, you know, everything's not releasable to the public. But what is releasable to the public will go up on our website, right? It's the Artificial Intelligence and Technology Office. You will see the inventory there. If they are listing the code, it will be there. So you could actually read what the name of the use case is, 
you'll be able to see a description of that use case. If it matches anything that you're trying to do or looking to do, and it says where the code is, that's where the code is at, right? If it's blank and you want us to find out, that's Jason Talley, you want us to find out if that code is available, just send us an email. Our email address is on the website. You send it to us, and we'll get it for you. If it's available, we'll get it for you. So that's from the government perspective. Yeah. Which matters, right? Because I, I think for us, um, we're often looking at our data sources, one, from actual governmental context. Like a lot of times people don't realize that almost everything is available to you. You just have to ask for it. Um, they're not going to make it clean and easy or create an interface that makes it as simple as, like, you know, downloading <laughs> photos from, uh, you know, from your whatever app you're using for that. Um, but you can reach out. The other thing that's been interesting for us over the last two years that, uh, to be honest, was a bit surprising was connecting and partnering with journalists. Journalists are surprisingly good at getting real hard data in the aggregate. For example, uh, it was the New York Times that went and actually published um, with incredible support when you actually go in and look at what, what they published and what studies that they were pulling from, the infant mortality rates. Uh, and I think some of you may have seen that article. Uh, and so, and that's happened before. We, we actually struggled in looking at a lot of the things um, related to Justice 40 and disadvantaged communities and this idea of 40% of the uh, infrastructure funds that are actually meant to go to disadvantaged communities across the United States. But we struggle to understand how many of those disadvantaged communities were majority minority, right? Because uh, you can work some things out there and that wasn't actually available through any government sources. And so there was actually a journalist that had been doing the work for about five years that allowed us to actually see every city, township, and village that was black majority, Latino majority, and black Latino majority. And the, the data set was so massive, and again, readily available. And so I, I think that because if you find truly reputable uh, you know, news organizations that are pushing data, uh, because they are often fearful of publishing a massive story that isn't backed up, they've done their homework and you can dig there and get their data sets. And when you combine those with government data sets, you can, you can do some things that are very, very cool. Your name? Uh, hi everyone, my name is Asia. First, I want to thank you for being so honest and real and challenging all of us in this room to do more with data and AI. I didn't have a question, but I just wanted to tell you, like being a black woman and seeing you dominate this space is just empowering. Wow. Thank you. This will be the last one right here. Last one. Hi, my name is Erica Adams. I'm a grad student at UW, and I am in the information school. And I sit on faculty committee, and we've been talking a lot about student use with ChatGPT. We're already using it, most of us, but there's a lot of ambiguity around, um, I guess, like cheating and stuff like that. So I'm just curious if you have any advice on persuading older um, academics <laughs> on, you know, like coming up with guidelines for use because I think it's a great tool for us um, to continue to use and we shouldn't be using it with fear. Mm. Um, see, I don't even know when you say older, do you mean people like my age? What? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> 
Because it, yeah, it, it hits you real quick. And all of a sudden, you're like, when you go out and you're like, I'm not the youngest person out here no more. Right. Um, so, persuading. That's, that's, a, that's a tricky one. That is a tricky one because there has to be empathy for how long they've existed and known certain things to be true that are now becoming very much untrue. Uh, and I, 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 think, I think starting from that place of empathy is one. So I, I think there's a couple of ways to, to see this if I'm gonna be very just kind of direct about it. One is, you know, I don't know what guidelines are in place right now, but obviously if everyone goes to ChatGPT and says, write me a paper on the world war and everyone submits a similar paper, the teacher will say, oh, clearly there's some sort of plagiarism, right? Because like whether you did this through something that you Googled or you used ChatGPT, they can tell. If you go to the effort of engaging with that ChatGPT interface such that what you produce, your professor cannot tell, at this point, I don't really know what else to tell you. No, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not, and it's not about saying is this cheating or is this not cheating. This is about being realistic about the world that we're in. Like, if everyone, if you are lazy with this tool, you will be found out to be lazy. If you are innovative and proactive with this tool, you will still rise above. I truly believe that there's always still a way to rise above and still write the best paper with ChatGPT compared to everyone else. And to be honest, if, if, if college is meant to prepare you for the real world, acting like these tools don't exist <laughs> when they do, um, and, I, and I, I get it, people, oh, we wanna make sure you can write a paper, we wanna make sure you can do all those things, yes, yes. Guess what, I also still don't know how to drive stick <laughs> because I didn't have to. So, you know, we can lament about this world of like, oh, we hope people wish they should. We wanna make sure you still have all these different things. Those who care about those skills will get them. Um, I my husband said he could drive stick, but then recently actually I was like, Are, were, you, were you lying? Cause this is not, I don't think he's supposed to make those noises. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, he's, he's from Mississippi. So he's, he's oh. a, you know, so he was telling me a whole other story. Mississippi and Texas. So who knows, but, but to that end, right? Like I think, but he clearly felt that it was important that he said that he could drive stick. I was like, boy, I could barely do automatic at the time, honestly. Like, I cannot wait for driverless cars. So it's, it's, it's one of those things where I would say, so I don't think it's about persuasion. I think it's about recognizing that the all the standards will shift, that you cannot rest on your laurels here. Like, everyone keeps saying, I use ChatGPT to create a marketing plan to do this and do that. We will see certain similarities that will negate that work if you do not still put your human intellect on top of it. We're not there. Again, sassy seven-year-old, y'all. We're not there. Um, and don't let anyone make you think that, that we are. So yeah, so it, it really it sounds to me that like, if your professors are like super not into it, you might be able to save yourself some time and just do what you gotta do. Be like, with a chat GPT? No. I would never. Black Tech Green Money is a production of Blavity Afrotech on the 
Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. And it's produced by Morgan DeBon and me, Will Lucas, with additional production support by Sarah Ergen and Rose McLucas. Special thank you to Micah Davis and Vanessa Serrano. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at afrotech.com. Enjoy your black tech green money? Share this with somebody. Go get your money. Peace and love. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.